Hello, dear brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining with me this evening as together we continue down the path of recovery. It has been several years since I last wrote in this blog, and that long stretch of time is something I am not proud of though it is also something of which I am no longer ashamed. I send a warm and loving virtual hug to a couple of my beautiful recovery sisters, you know who you are, for helping me to see that shame and embarrassment is unnecessary and only of the ego, which is yet another example of spiritual gifts that are of abundance within the fellowship. Regardless I did, in fact, walk around for years feeling ashamed, and so ashamed did I feel that I up and stopped blogging about OA. In a literal span of about 5 seconds I went from feeling fairly confident about the OA program to feeling like I knew nothing, nothing, and immediately I had convinced myself that writing a blog might do more harm than good for others. Again, bear with me as I take a moment to recognize my OA brothers and sisters who were unyielding with their support and love during these past 3 years. Thank you for continuing on with me, even after all this time, with your support and love. I would not be abstinent today without each and every one of you who have supported this blog. Why the shame? Why the embarrassment? The story is long and complicated but after spending much of the past three years working the steps and traditions, with a sponsor, on all of the events that transpired I am able to abbreviate without appearing scorned and heartbroken. For the longest time I wanted to post about what was happening but each time I went to blog I began crying. And crying. And crying. The blog never got written, and the simple act of not writing the blog exacerbated my shame and embarrassment. Until today when I was asked, what happened with the blog? And the answer I gave made sense and felt good to explain. There were so many various events that happened and kept happening, I just felt defeated. I felt absolutely defeated. To begin with, I ask that if you are reading this and we know each other from the rooms, please know that these reflections are infused with love and gratitude for you. Even if we had tension between us at some point, please know that I love you as either my brother or my sister and will always support you in recovery. Second, those of you that I have had the privilege of meeting through this blog, especially those who privately reached out to me during this time, please know that I have the utmost respect and love for you and every single word is written with my deepest and most sincere gratitude. Here is a quick breakdown of what happened. Summer of 2011, Impactful Death Summer of 2011, I got dumped. Summer of 2011, we got back together. Spring of 2012, we got engaged. Spring of 2012, I got dumped. Spring of 2012, impactful death. I'd like to reference a quote on page 48 of the OA 12 and 12 that reads, nothing in us can be changed until we first accept it. I have meditated on that quote and on this general concept extensively. Why? because I want to change. I need to change. More important, if I want to continue recovery then I have to change. Like most of us, I sought change with a thirst. And for a long time I thought that I needed to accept that I felt shame in order to change, but that was not getting me anywhere. As it turned out, shame was the result and not the cause. Change is a funny little word in recovery because while change is what we ultimately are doing, it isn't descriptive enough at times for me. Let's revisit and change that sentence from page 48 real quick, nothing in us can be healed until we first accept it. The truth is that my heart hurt, my soul hurt, and not only did it hurt for valid spiritual matters but it also hurt because I had somehow become involved with a sliding scale of harsh judgments toward myself. In that quote the word change elicits a sense of inherent wrongfulness, as if some part of me is horrid or ugly, because nothing is actually wrong with that part of me other than it is naturally grotesque.
The word healed implies a basic sense of reverence for the part of me that is broken or sick, and gentleness and kindness are required for complete restoration, because it is beautiful even if it is unwell. So that's what happened. That's it. Brothers and sisters, we are beautiful even when we are hurting. I love all of you very much, and I look forward to seeing you at the next meeting.